Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, you're listening to another brand new episode of Music Sucks with me, your host, Eddie Aaron Herster, and we have kind of a different episode this week. Uh, I've been threatening to do one of these episodes for a little while, I guess since the beginning. Uh, if you listen back to the first episode, I talked about wanting to talk about uh, bands or artists' catalog, but not so much the studio records. going to talk about like live records, B-sides records, greatest hits compilations, stuff like that. So this episode is the first one where we are actually going to do that. Um, the first artist that we are going to do on this new series I call STS or Shoot the Shit, if I may be so bold and explicit. Uh, the first artist we are going to do that with is none other than Green Day. And with me, my guest is, uh, one of my oldest friends, Tim Burkala. He is a dear friend of mine. I've known him since high school and we both have a mutual love of Green Day. So we're going to be talking about that for the next, oh, very long time. So buckle in if you're uh, ready to talk about Green Day. Tim runs a uh, YouTube movie review channel called Tim's Loves Movies. You can search just that, the title Tim Loves Movies. Uh, you can find his channel. He reviews a lot of movies, whether he likes them good or bad, so we talk about that for a little bit, like right up front. Uh, but this episode's basically going to be all about Green Day, and if you're a big fan like mine, this episode is for you, so happy listening. Before we get to it, if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the Zima Podcasting Network. That is where you will find other neat podcasts such as uh, Live in the Dream, Monsters at Midnight, and The Conspiracy Guru. To listen to these and to subscribe to the network, be sure to go to Spreaker. Also, make sure you hit those like and follow buttons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, go to YouTube to listen to full episodes as well as clips. And subscribe to the iTunes channel thing as well. Just search Zima Podcasting Network. So, without further ado, sit back, turn this up to 11, and enjoy my chat about Green Day with my friend Tim Burkala. All right, you're listening to the first episode of a new style of music sucks. Uh, tentatively titled shoot the shit or sts for short because oh. we probably can't get away with uh saying that on your ah, well, we fucking can all right i'm sitting across- oh, so we can swear yes we can swear oh, beautiful. literally right. not I, I was worried about no that. almost every single guest i have asks that and i'm just <sighs> like go for it anyway i'm sitting across the table from my old and dearest friend oh, uh tim burkala how it's been a while since i've seen Warms you my heart yeah, yeah. How, how have you been Lovely. Good. Living the dream, getting married. That's right. I forgot. Two months. Right. So life is hectic. Speaking of which, you do, um, before we jump into the topic of the day, you do movie reviews with your fiance, right? Yeah. Like she's, she jumps in on some of them, the bigger ones, but. Well, how did that all get started? I'm actually curious about that. About my YouTube channel? Yeah. Like Um, how you started doing movie reviews. Well, 
I I love movies as like anyone would see if they walked into my basement. I've got a thousand Blu-rays, literally, and posters everywhere and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, one day I was like, why can't I just like record a movie review? But I didn't have a camera and I didn't have like a setup to do a podcast or anything. So I just downloaded some sort of voice recorder app on my phone. Oh, I had that on my phone too. Yeah, started recording. Um, just little reviews that when way. did you start again uh it would have been march of 2017 so okay it's been a little over a year all right so i did it that way for a long time probably like 10 months or so mm. nine months i started and then because you just started doing the video right? i just started using video well we we dabbled in video a little bit doing live streams like we did a live spoiler talk on last jedi oh that that's right mm. so we used a, just a webcam for that just because um, my whole thing is like, I don't really edit anything. I kind of just like put the camera on speak. It's rare that I like edit the video. I just kind of like talk. And so that's why I'll always say my reviews. These are my rambling thoughts. You, you pretty much my... do. You pretty much do the opposite of me with this podcast. Every time I do this on yeah. my own, because Gra- cause Graham's not here right now, and I'm not going to call him out for being a twat because I usually do that and I feel bad. Oh boy! But um, he's my sound engineer. Um, but every time I do this, I'm like hyper fucking critical of editing this. Show. Oh sure, I'm sure. Yeah, and like if there's something really horrible that happens, or like I completely like lose my train of thought or whatever, yeah, I'll cut that out. But as far as like if I just, like, go on and on about one little thing, like, if I go on and on about how the CGI on Thanos looks fucking amazing in Infinity War... Which it does. But I don't talk at all about the fact that, you know, uh, Spider-Man goes to space. Like, <laughs> and, like, yeah. I got I got called out on that. It's like, well, okay, right. I'm sorry, these, these are my thoughts. These right, are my yeah. opinions. Like, this is what came to mind while I was thinking of the movie. Like, get over it. So... I started using the camera probably like just and it's just on my phone. I do everything on my phone, record cool. and edit and everything. You have phone. notes prepped like before you nope. do reviews? Okay. Nope. I just turn on the camera and I go, Hey everybody. Again. Tim here with a new <laughs> movie review, this time for the shape of water and I talk about I just what comes to mind. Right. I know that I'm gonna hit how I feel about the directing, the mm-hmm. acting and the movie itself overall, but I don't right. go in with like okay i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say that I'm again gonna... complete opposite for me especially <laughs> well especially with this first episode because i've been threatening to do um episodes like this since the first one but never got around to it um and speaking of train of thought so like i mentioned this is gonna be the first um shoot the shit episode or first sts episode <laughs> where we talk about um bands that uh i talk to you know usually it's probably gonna end up being my friends or yeah. fellow musician whatever well in that case both yeah. um about bands that we like but we're not going to talk about like standard studio discographies because that could be a whole episode in this fucking self yeah so instead we're going to talk about the more interesting stuff uh like you know live albums comp compilation records um like if there's any b-sides be book stuff be off book stuff yes and today's episode what better way to kick things off than to talk about well you've heard me talk about it on the podcast a thousand times if you don't know by now my favorite band of all time is green day and it's one of tim's favorite bands too and yes. we have a special bond yes, over over the green, green day. day if you uh, want to take it or i mean about like my love for green day like that well start off by like how you got into the band uh funny enough I got into the band by, well, obviously American Idiot was like a big deal when mm-hmm. we were growing up. Yeah. Um, 
And but I never like got the album and listened to it right away. Obviously, okay, but yeah. um, I knew the singles. I knew American Idiot. I knew Boulevard. I knew Wake Me Up. That was about it. And I liked those songs. And then, um, but actually, the way that I really got into Green Day was uh, the the rock band video game. Okay, <laughs> because I love rock band to this day. I'll still play that game. That's a game that me and my fiance play together. We like playing it. Okay. Um, and yeah, that one summer that game came out, like I think it was like right before high school, like right the summer in between it was, eighth grade if, and freshman yeah, year. Yeah, if I remember right, it was like right around Yeah, it was right before freshman year of yeah, high school. That game came out and that game was all of it's American a, Idiot, all of all of twenty first century breakdown and all, all of Dookie. Dookie. And then there were um it had like nice guys finish last and Hitching a ride, Geek Stink Hitch. Breath. Yeah, so they had a couple off Insomnia, a couple off Nimrod, and uh so that was that like my real introduction to like I love American Idiot and I love Twenty First mm-hmm. Century Breakdown, but wow, there's this whole other section of stuff right. like Dookie that I had never even heard of. Like I, I knew when I come around. Like I knew that song from the yeah. video or whatever. But like pulling teeth and yeah. <laughs> and FOD, like, right. I had no idea those songs were a thing, and yeah, that game kind of, right, yeah, whatever. So, I got it that that summer. I went, uh, just to like Target, Walmart, whatever, wherever I could find the CDs, and yeah. I got Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, I got everything, and uh, went knee deep. And, <laughs> and then we so, started, and then we started covering yeah, a bunch of shit. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, you might have heard me mention it on the podcast like a little bit. If not, this will be the first time I'll go into detail. We were in a band together. Yes. So long ago. So long <laughs> ago. Um, and that, and like, yeah, we were called, that's the stupidest fucking name on the planet. The, we were called the, it is not stupid. Well, it's not the stupidest. It's dumb because we were in high school, but I, I don't think it was that bad. No, it, was, we it could have been worse. We could have been called Shattered Horizon. That was the first one. But then that the second, the one we Jesus. changed it to was called The Original Summer. And we, yeah, the original summer, go ahead, ha. And uh, we basically covered, like, a bunch of Green Day for, for a while. while. Probably, like, well, I mean, I would say... And we, we didn't do a lot of hits, either. No, no. We covered a lot of, like, deep... cuts. The, the deep cuts. Deep yeah. cuts off of, like, Nimrod or whatever, which is a phenomenal oh, record. Well, I remember the, the songs that I remember playing a ton. Geek Stank. Was Geek Stank. We would play uh, Hitch and a Ride. Hitch and a Ride. Oh, yeah, we played that a lot, and then uh, Worry Rock. I remember Worry Rock, and then also, uh, um, oh Jesus Christ, oh, we did cigarettes and Valentines, didn't we? A couple times, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that we'll talk about. But then there was all. The, the, what am I thinking? Um, I gotta pull up my notes here. You gotta pull it up off of uh, American Idiot. Oh, Novocaine. Novocaine. Novocaine yeah, and she's a rebel. Were that's the ones not what that... I was thinking of actually, but that is one we did a lot right. too. So the point is, we did. The point is, we did a lot. And did, Green uh, Day's Letter Bomb. Okay, I was right. Let... We we did Letter Bomb. We did Letter Bomb a lot. Fuck, I don't yeah, remember yeah, that. See. All right, um, but anyway, we're not here to talk. Like I said, we're not here to talk about studio albums. No. Although we have opinions on that. We do. Um, we are going to talk about. Well, yeah, like I said, we're going to talk about Green Day's like, I guess back catalog for. Lack of a better word, I don't know if you'd call it that. Like, like, yeah. you, like you said, off the off the shelf stuff. Or whatever the the that. back, the back end stuff. The back that end most stu- people wouldn't really think right. about. So let's start off with the big guns. We'll start with like the live albums because they have 
two big ones that I thought we would talk about and that we could compare and contrast it to. Sure. Uh, first one being Bullet in a Bible, second one being Awesome as Fuck. So yes. we will talk about uh, Bullet in a Bible first. Um, Bullet in a Bible, for those of you that, if you don't know this by now, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, it was filmed uh, back in 2005 on the American Idiot World Tour. Uh, it took place at Milton Keynes in the UK. Mm. Uh, it's it was filmed between two shows and they made a big deal about it because it was 65,000 people per show and it yeah, sold it was, out really quick. That was probably the biggest concert or for, tour that for Green, Green Day, Day at that point. I, well, yeah, I, think, I, I feel like at, at this point, just like that's kind of the biggest it, thing. They've it kind of, it kind of kicked off like the whole them doing like stadiums, yeah, the stadium, you know, cause Amer- you know, cause Day. when American idiot came out, that was a big deal. Oh yeah, and we'll I guess we'll talk about the next. We'll talk about Awesome as fucking a little bit. But to start off with Bullet in the Bible, um, a couple more facts. It was directed by Sam Bayer, who did all of the music videos for um, Amer- the American Idiot era. Did so, not know that. Uh, you know, the be American Idiot Holiday Boulevard, September, and Jesus of Suburbia. A lot of those videos kind of have a similar tone yes. and feeling so you get that that makes sense that makes sense that they'd have it especially for... the holiday and boulevard i believe those two are connected yeah just like in the album the videos are, are more or less connected, connected yeah. as well um and so yeah they hired him to direct this beautifully shot live oh, dvd uh, this was the first uh for those of you that don't know already, American Idiot was the first album I ever got. Bullet in the Bible was actually the first live album I ever bought. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't know it was a live record at first because I recognized a lot of American Idiot song titles in there. I'm like, wait a minute, they're yeah. re-releasing this again. But then when you see the back cover and it's like the sea of people and then extra little shots yeah. of the band, you're just like, what the fuck is this? And then you pop in the DVD and you're just like, whoa. Well, and the thing is, if I'm not... Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the live album and the DVD are not the same either, in the sense that for all of the songs, like there are some like well, they, they, they cut stuff. Like if, yeah. I, if some song towards, I believe it is it Hitching a Ride. There's the end, there's Hitching a Ride. They cut where like half of it on the live. album. Well, yeah, because on the live right because on on the live album songs are shortened, but like the DVD, yeah, they have extended like jams and shit. Like on Minority, there's. You know, the extended, like, jam before Billy Joe introduces the band sure. um, at the end of Brain Stew. There's them going into that whole, like, jazzy thing or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah, they yeah, introduce yeah. the band members, which is actually before one of the songs they cut out, which I guess we could jump to that. So, in doing research, and I think I knew this beforehand, but I wanted to write it down anyway. Um, there are 14 songs on the record. Yep. Uh, out of a 20-song set. And the yeah, songs so. that And the songs that got cut were jaded unfortunately yeah uh knowledge which they like to do at every show yeah um she which they have a little clip of she in the in the live in like the live dvd mm. where they show like extra footage and shit because they oh, like to do yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. um maria which is i would have i would have loved to see yeah. that uh homecoming which I guess it makes sense why they cut it because they it's don't like twelve minutes because it's also it's like the same length as Jesus of Suburbia yeah. and, and Jesus of Suburbia is the superior song. Mm, it's the we can fight about uh, we'll super, fight about it later. Song. Oh boy! Um, and then they also cut out their cover of We Are the Champions, which I think you can actually find online. You can. Um, yeah. And another little fun fact: Misery was sound checked on night one of the 
the two nights. That is interesting. Which I don't think they've played it live, I don't have think they? So. I don't think I've never seen the video. Well, no, I haven't either because I feel like they need a mariachi band or whatever to fucking do that. Um, so where? Not, not a fan of that song. So. I mean, I'm not either, but it'd be interesting to see how they sound checked it. Sure. Um, so, what were your thoughts on rewatching this? Well, like I said, like Bullet in a Bible, like is it's kind of like they're at that point like the biggest thing, and even like we'll get to Awesome as Fuck, but even Awesome as Fuck feels smaller yes um in the scale of like the concert because i believe that video was, was filmed in like japan or like yeah something. and we'll it talk just, about that too. yeah it just felt like a smaller thing this just in all everything like production wise um in the the size of the crowd like everything just feels big. big it just feels really big and they do a really good job of also like intercutting everything in between like the, oh glorious music stuff like um so like them excellent going to the museum and looking at stuff and like i forgot that they did that like early on in the dvd yeah so there's just like a lot of stuff it, it just feels big and it feels like more or less like a movie yeah uh which appeals to me a lot right but also just there are some moments in Bullet in a Bible that are, like, so classic Green Day. Mm-hmm. Well, I will always associate with Green Day. Right. Like, um, I know that this is one of your favorite moments, but, like, with the, um, at the end of St. Jimmy, with the... Oh, man. Yeah. It's yeah. just, like, like you uh, know, I don't even have to yep, say nope, it. Nope, you don't have to say it. And it's uh. just, like, that's, it's all pure... Awesome. It's just Green yeah, Day. and I Snapchatted you that yet uh, yeah. yesterday or whatever, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is a pure. For those of you that don't know, it's where and it's it's he says it on the it's on the album too. Where at the end of St. Jimmy, it's before, better on the it's better it's, on the DVD. It's so much better on the DVD because you can just see the anger in Billy Joe's face before he goes, and don't you fucking wear it out, there, 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 there. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, um, and yeah. there's and there's a ton of moments like that, and just like the like raw like like how do i explain this like you can say what you want about like wake me up when september ends it's a great song yeah but it is overplayed it's not my favorite yeah song but it's a yeah. great song it is a great song but them playing it live in that concert oh and amazing. seeing it on the dvd too amazing because there's just so beautiful so much emotion and like raw energy going into it into into kind of more or less a simple right song it's just like beautifully yeah done on the and i didn't think to look this up before him but i think that song came out as a si- single not long before the show oh i didn't yeah i, Pro- I, I, th- I think so it might have come out like I, it probably came out like in early 05 i don't remember but yeah like um that song's really good on the live dvd um another really good like we brought up brain stew where the fire just goes off sure, at the end sure, it's just sure. like whoa yeah. and i th- like you pointed out it cuts in between really awesome interview segments with the band and also shows really good, like behind the scenes stuff and them just, you know, goofing around backstage doing yeah. vocal warms ups and shit. Yeah. And it's like, and I didn't think about this until now. You're right. It does play out like a movie. It does. Like, I don't it, think, you, it, I don't think it had a theater release, but it no. really, it really should have had a theater. release. No, it's, it, Cause it seeing that in the, on a big screen, like in a theater. Oh my been, God. It would have been so been amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then another cool moment that I remember, um, rewatched 
in that and thought, oh, wow, this is really cool, is the fan segment where, like, it's right before Minority yeah, yeah. where they have, they're interviewing, like, the fans about, like, what Green Day means to them and, like, a couple of them are playing fucking... Yeah, on their, like, on their little guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like, that is that segment was just really... It actually felt really emotional. And, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the whole time I was watching it, it was the first time I'd watched it all the way through in like 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sitting there like, I feel like a kid again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Because it brings back that feeling yeah. like when you were first seeing mm-hmm. it. And other other moments, like for me, the Are We The Waiting into, into St. Saint Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. Is like, Are We The Waiting is probably like top five favorite Green Day songs for me. It's okay, like sure. It's like a really deep cut, but like, I love that song. Right. And that live is really great. If I'm not mistaken on the live, yeah, and it's on the CD too, they do uh-huh. King for a Day and Shout. Yep. That's also a really fun moment. That one's a really, of, like, of classic. Him, yeah, of him running around. Because they do it, I'm pretty sure, They've done more it more or less every show. They've done it at every show for a, a while, and I think it's a good thing that Awesome as Fuck doesn't have that on there, because when I was looking at the set list for the tour that that album was recorded on, they've played it. But it was smart not to have it on sure. the Awesome as Fuck DVD. Yeah. So jumping into Awesome as Fuck, which is a really, I laughed when that title got. Oh, announced. I remember when that yeah got announced, and we were just like, you and I especially just went like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> we were so excited. Um, yeah. So let's jump into it. So Awesome as Fuck is the second like big live record. Um, it was filmed. Uh, well, the DVD was filmed in Saitama, Japan, at the Saitama uh, Arena Dome or whatever the fuck yeah. you call it. Um, the album is actually from different locations. I have down. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so yeah, the albums, album yeah. the album has uh, stuff recorded in uh, the states, uh, but also the UK again, uh, Canada, Austria, and actually one uh, song from the DVD is actually on the CD, which is uh, Geek Stink Breath. Oh, okay. Um, and this this one's interesting because whereas Bullet in a Bible, I I would watch the DVD a hundred times over before yeah. listening to the album. I would much rather listen to the album on this one. Yeah, and that was one that was one thing I was thinking of while watching the Awesome as Fuck DVD for the first time in like oh god since it came out. Um, I was just like. Well, I it's guess not bad. it's not bad. And actually rewatching it, I was just like, oh, there's actually some cool like concert footage on it, um, which is credited to uh, this guy, Chris Dugan, who's actually been Green Day's engineer since American Idiot, okay. like on their records and stuff. Um, and it was directed by Bill something or co-directed. Bill by, no, not Bill Hader. <laughs> um, but it was, it was co-directed by Chris Dugan and another um, person named Bill something. Sure. Um, and then on the DVD, well, on the on the CD, there's, uh, like, on the DVD and CD, there's, like, 17 songs. Now, these set lists, like, the, these track lists on the CD and DVD are not no. similar. Um, but they both feature, I think they both feature seven, 17 songs. Um, out of 29, roughly, from the average, like, set list they've done for the 21st Century sure. Breakdown World Tour. There's also, like, um, three bonus tracks. Three bonus track, three great bonus tracks on the yeah, CD, too. Yeah, Um, and this actually, w- the... Like I said, this was on the 21st Century Breakdown Tour, so it's... Um, it's Which just, doesn't it, get enough credit for being a really great set of set lists that right. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, not like, on American Idiots Tour, they did so much American Idiot music. They did. Which they should. They should. They're promoting that album. Yeah. And they they sprinkled in the Geek Stick Breath and the, mm-hmm. and the King for a Day and a 
hitching a ride in those. But like just looking at the set list, they're playing. They're playing. Like, they're playing about even amount of 21st century breakdown and hits. Yeah, but it's not only hits. They're playing like burnout, burnout. going to. Passel, I can never say that. Passel Aqua. But, like, love that song. And that's what Who wrote Holden Caulfield's on that yeah, album? And so that's what, 39 Smooth and they're playing Kerplunk, Kerplunk. Yeah. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's awesome that they right. just, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on that album, doesn't he say something like. He, on, on Who Wrote Holden Caulfield, he's like, this is my favorite song off Kerplunk. It's yeah, called. And then yeah. Start. And then one of the bonus tracks, I believe, is Christy Rhodes. So it's like, they, yeah. They really go. Like start that's one back. of the cool things about awesome as fuck is that on the on the american idiot tour they did like no lookout record stuff no. at all no it was um, all like it was all dookie forward yeah really um whereas awesome as fuck they sprinkle back in some old classes which i actually really like um like oh, we I love that too yeah and like we pointed out uh oh actually before we jump into this this is this is actually the start of green day doing like 30 song sets because when we saw them they did oh like, they played forever yeah oh, they amazing. played two something hours and the second time i saw them they did about the same length um but yeah so going back to something you pointed out earlier uh like you said the cd is really good yeah the dvd is not as cool but it actually does have some cool stuff um the cd is cool because it has multiple locations a very diverse track list um the only song on the dvd is geek sync breath which is actually not horrible i think it would have been interesting to see them not feature any songs from japan on this record yeah although that's not a i guess it's not like i said it's not a horrible thing uh the dvd the concert footage is sick there's too much goddamn slow-mo yeah in like editing and stuff and i think the expectation when i when it first came out was that it's gonna be like well but it's gonna be like bull in a bottle too it'll be like uh, you know, more interview footage on like, oh, where they are now after the American Idiot like rise. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It had some cool like behind the scenes stuff. However, the fact that they like add that in in between songs, like I feel like it should have been formatted like, okay, start off the DVD with Green Day like setting up in the show or getting to the arena and have the fan because there's the one scene in Awesome as Fuck where the fans like go running towards the stage. Oh yeah, yeah or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Start off the DVD with that. Yeah, and then include like some fan stuff at the end or whatever. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it's just not as good as the as the CD. No, the CD it's not. The CDs. I I remember like having to come to terms with that with being like wow this isn't yeah. a bible this is gonna this is different and that's why but this cd's great because right. like i said i would never listen like i mean i would listen to the bullet in a bible cd but i'd much rather sit down and watch the dvd and awesome as fuck is completely different. i think that's what bullet has over awesome as fuck is that bullet has a really epic cd and dvd mm-hmm. whereas awesome has a really awesome no pun intended uh has a really cool cd the DVD's not as interesting and like, well, not as, not that it's not as interesting, but it's not as like, I think like you said this earlier, it's not as big. It's not as powerful or emotional. Like I, and like the arena in Japan, I think is like 20,000, 25,000 or something like that with bullet. You're playing to 65,000 people in an open field, like an open bowl essentially yeah it's epic and this one it's it's not as right it's not bad it's It's not bad and i kind of realized that after rewatching it um 
few days ago. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but I guess if we could come to a conclusion, Bullet is is the superior in terms of yeah. I would I would say overall yeah yes mm-hmm. um but like I said I would rather listen to the um I would rather listen to the awesome as fuck CD mm-hmm. but yeah I say Bullet overall is right the more superior of the two um so. Oh, yeah. Well, that completes that segment. Woo! Um, I'm trying to think of... There's two other sections we could go to the... Hmm. Your call. Okay. Um, I guess as long as we're on DVDs, we'll do uh, some rock docs that yes. I have. Yes, um, my jam. Because there's, there's two that I wanted to talk about. Well, two big ones. Uh, first one being... Should we do release order? Should we do, like, timeline order? That's a because you. technically one comes before the other. Yeah, technically. Um, well, I guess we're, we've been talking about bullet in a Bible and awesome as fuck. We can talk about heart like a hand grenade. Okay, so let's yeah let's jump onto that. So heart like a hand grenade um, is a documentary directed by John. I hope I pronounced his name right. John Roker Roker. I don't know. There, there's an R O E. Um, it's it was filmed during the making of American Idiot. Yeah. Um, it was not released officially until 2015, although there was some... They showed some footage, like, in the mid-2000s on Somewhere, TV. Somewhat. Like, near the, near the end of the American Idiot, like, album cycle. Yeah. It, it, like, VH1 fucking showed it or something. Um, although, doing research, there it had a limited release. It had, like, a one-night release on March 25th, 2009 at the Egyptian theater. Oh, um, I yeah. And then it was released to all like us theaters for one night yep. in October of 2015. Yeah. We went to see yep. it yep. because yep. we're that stupid with our money and we love green day so yeah, much. I wanted to see it. I, I wanted was... to see it too. Yeah. Um, how was it seeing in a theater for you? Awesome. Cause you know how it was for me. The, the music, <laughs> the, that's the big thing. The music in the theater. So like, yeah, because they literally go track by track. Yeah. Through the album. Pretty much. Yeah. And so hearing like every song being blasted mm-hmm. in a theater auditorium with that sound system was Awesome. Oh, you were sitting next to me. I was air yeah. drumming in my fucking seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like air drumming. I was singing, like, I was mounting the words. <laughs> it was probably getting annoying. Um, no, it was great. It but, was great. But yeah, it was cool. Um, and I like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So, that for me is the big is the big thing. So, like I said, it was a, a majority of the footage is like during the making of American Idiot, how they were like writing and recording that stuff. Um, but like we said, there's some. Uh, when they like play each song on the album. They set it to like rehearsal, like tour rehearsal footage mm-hmm. that like yeah the that guys goes are doing along with it sure, yeah sure, and sure. that stuff's really cool. Um, a lot of hilarious footage from the studio itself, oh, like yeah. between everybody. Um, and there's some early concert footage of like when American Idiot first came out because they they even like have the like live premiere of American Idiot like on stage. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Like, at the end or whatever, and that's really interesting. And I mean, you also see, like, live performances of, like, other American Idiot songs. Because they did, like, the whole album, Mm -hmm. like, live. Oh, yeah. When the album was originally, like, going to come out. Sure, yeah. Um, Most, I mean, I would think that most bands, big bands like that with new albums, like, I know, um, if we're on the subject of, like, 
really good docs, like back and forth, like the end of back right. and forth mm-hmm. for Foo Fighters, they played the they whole play the whole wasting, wasting light, light album. Like yeah. album. So it's like you kind of have to if you're trying to get a uh, feel of what you want to do yeah. for your album. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, do you have any favorite moments of this DVD? I remember just thinking to myself, like, oh, American Idiot's a really short song, so no duh, they would play that whole thing and show footage between yeah. them. And then all of a sudden, Jesus of Suburbia kicks in, and for nine and a half minutes, they literally play <laughs> the that's whole my... song that's... with all yep. the footage in the background. Yeah. I just remember thinking, like, this is going to be so fucking awesome. Yeah, Whoa. and it's funny because at the end of that, if I remember right, they they finish the song, and then Billy Joe's like, well, that's one song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's just, and that's great. And, like, I love that, I mean, yeah. especially at a time where this was not right after, but this was three years after the Nobel's trilogy. Trail. Yeah, which we'll talk more about we in the next really one. Didn't really know what was gonna come next. Yeah, um, Revolution Radio hadn't been announced or been a thing. At it this wasn't point. a thing until like a year later. A year later, so we were. It was kind of in this weird like zone of not knowing what was going on with Green Day. Yeah, and if I was, and, and if I'm honest with myself, at that time I was just kind of like, I don't really need another Green Day album. Like I would love more Green Day, obviously. Yeah. But like Uno Dos Trey, looking back on it, that you can have your opinions on it. There's stuff from every album I really, really like. Yeah. But overall, as like a big thing, that's just kind of you know, it's, it's yeah. underwhelming. And we'll I talk more about the trilogy as um, the yeah. thing goes. So on. then to have this come out really revitalized my love yeah for the band and mm-hmm. then especially after revolution radio came out which i don't think we've ever talked about you and me we i don't think we've ever thought we haven't about that album well i really loved it i do too so yeah there's like i think it's their strongest album since american idiot i would agree with that um, and that's no disrespect to 21st Century Breakdown, but that actually, I it took me a very long time to get into that album. Yeah, no, Revolution Radio is dope. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Anywho. Anywho, um, so back, to, back to Heart Like a Hand Grenade. There's, um, there's also this one really, they, they dive into, they, they, again, the film cir- circles around Making American Idiot. The Making of American Idiot came out a time where, like, well, here, let's jump to a couple years before American Idiot came out. Was kind of Warning came out. It didn't do as hot, and, and I'll admit it's not my favorite Green Day record. Although it's probably my least favorite. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite, too. Warning came out, didn't do as hot. Um, Pop Disaster Tour happened, I mean, among other things. Um, you know, uh, one of the compilation albums we'll talk about in yeah, a little bit was released. Really and then they were making Cigarettes and Valentines, which was the album that was going to be next, and then as most everybody, most diehard Green Day fans know, tapes are gone. Yep. So they decide to do what? Scrap it and start over and take a giant ass risk, which they talk about a lot, which they talk about a lot, how this could be like a risk in the DVD. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting to think that 11 years after the album came out and the footage comes out, they were just like, oh, that's right. They were actually like, they were almost done making another album. Yeah. They were like 80% through or something like they that. They were like... They were, they were really far along. They were the far process. along and like the... But yeah, and then the masters like got lost or stolen or... Stolen, I don't even know I what the fuck. Yeah, yeah it's, it's... Stolen's the common uh, theory, but yeah. And then this... And, Which means they're out there somewhere. Well, that was one thing I forgot to talk about with Awesome as Fuck is that it has Cigarettes and Valentines, like the title track in there. Which is great. Which is a great song. It's a really good song. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
yeah, it's interest. It's it's interesting to see the a band actually like kind of they it it's not like well, cause openly I'm, out there that they're like nervous about it, but they've but mentioned they, several but times it's just you work like really hard on one thing, yeah, and it all gets like taken away. And like, yeah. imagine like I'm I'm thinking like I film an eight minute review and it accidentally gets deleted or something like I don't want to refilm it that right but that's yeah. eight minutes they put how much time and effort right into cigarettes and valentine's however many songs are on that album and how yeah. many like let's say there's 13 songs on the album and they've recorded 10 of them mm-hmm. and they put months into recording and writing those songs yeah I and they get stolen and all your work is gone would you really want to sit down and be like well I guess it's redo it all i would be yeah, crushed I'd i would be, be like, crushed I don't too. Do yeah it. um but if that's what needed to happen to get american idiot then fuck then yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um i guess we can jump over to the next documentary that i have so it's we talked about the trilogy yeah. try earlier uh the next documentary we have is quattro yes um which, which is does the, not have jason white on the it does not. Well, I'll, it does not well, have it featured on the cover. It hasn't featured on the cover. Well, it has, well it's not just like like. like well, the no, other three. it do, it doesn't, not. and a lot of people were expecting that when the trilogy came out. Because if you remember, like in all the trilogy things, the back cover of the booklet has the Uno Dos and Trey mm-hmm. album covers, and then it has Jason White Quattro with a Q, not a C. That yeah. was fucking stupid on their part. Um, no offense, but um, yeah. So Quattro is the documentary that came out in twenty fourteen. No, thirteen. Was it twenty thirteen? It was. It might have been twenty twelve. Was it twenty twelve? You talk about. Okay. It. Well, it was recorded around. It was filmed like between like late twenty eleven and early twenty twelve when the trilogy was being made. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Tim Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, like I said, making the trilogy. There's songwriting. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Okay, so there's songwriting process for days on this because you know the trilogy is what thirty seven, thirty six. I'm sorry, twenty thirteen. I'm stupid. No, it's okay. Twenty thirteen. Uh, but yeah, um, it goes through you know the songwriting process and a bunch of demoing because you know trilogy has a butt ton of songs. Uh, talks. Of, there's you know the trilogy was actually the first like albums they've done with Rob Cavallo back as their producer because yeah, yeah. he did you know like basically everything from Dookie to or he was with the band as a producer in some way shape or form from dookie to american idiot mm. and then butch vig did 21st century breakdown so now they're back um with this so they showed that uh they show jason white as a member Good. of the band which is as fucking should be as it should be um and then uh the way they have it is like there's a bunch of footage but there's like it doesn't cut to band interviews, kind of like how Hurt Like a Hand Grenade doesn't cut to band interviews very often. It cuts, to, it yeah. has narrations of the band members in the background, like yeah. all four of them at that point, um, which I think is kind of cool. I I prefer Quattro to Heart Like a Hand Grenade. Really? Even though American Idiot is like by and far the superior album, mm-hmm. I like seeing the band at this time. Yeah working on something ambitious now the yeah. ambitiousness might not have paid off yeah um but but in terms but, but in terms yeah. of the making of it there are stuff there's there's quotes and stuff in quattro that i'll never forget like like them playing like a small little show oh yeah just to people and like it looks like a rinky dinky like studio apartment or something and they're trying to start uh eighth, eighth avenue, avenue serenade and they can't fucking do it he's like ah let's just play this all instead. right let's play this instead and they yeah start another song like that's like lazy bones or whatever and, yeah 
uh, like Mike saying, if I hear one more person fucking cry out Christy Road, I'm going to slap him across the head with my face. That's a, like, well, yeah, that's the other cool thing in this documentary, too, is that it has, they did a bunch of, like, club shows. Mm, oh, yeah, a And lot. a lot, and they played a lot of, you know, trilogy stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first show they did that was at the Tiki Bar. Was it the I... Halloween one? No, it was like in California where they're playing in like the little bar where they were. There's the one segment where oh, Billy yeah, Joe, yeah, 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 where yeah. where you can physically or you can really hear the audience shout Christie Road or shout old school stuff. And Billy Joe's like, "No, fuck the past. Forget. It's all about now. It's all new shit. Blah 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 blah." And it's just like, and they bring that up a couple times too. It's just like, there's a the one quote that sticks out to me is. Billy Joe says, it freaks me out when people aren't freaking out because mm-hmm. they're playing a lot of new stuff and the audience is going crazy. They're not singing the words though. Yeah. And when they la- don't know the songs, Billy Joe. And then they cut. <laughs> well, no. And then they bring up another point in that same like first show is just like, he was like, well, at first I didn't want to do any classics. So- like I didn't want to do any old songs. But then we just decided, fuck it. And then the audience went crazy. That's right, yeah. They played... Uh, they played Hitch and a Ride, and the and audience is going nuts. And that scared them To 120 than... people, and he was just like, that scared me more than playing all this new stuff live. Yeah. Um, but, like, as it should be, because, you know, like, whenever, like, you write something or put out something new and someone is yeah. comparing it to your old shit, mm-hmm. like, of course you're gonna be like, well... This is new and this is good. Like this new. And thing. a lot of people were like vibing off of it. Like during the first early show, like the first show where they played a bunch of new stuff. You know, when they played Nuclear Family, people were going nuts. Yeah. You know, and well, that's a good song, and Uno's the superior record to all the trilogy oh, stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, so I like every song. I don't know. I like all but one ish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. Lyrically, it's not my favorite, although although I do like the music in it now that yeah. I've come to appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, I guess going back to what we brought up earlier, it, Jason White was in the band like as an official member, yeah. and for those that don't know, Jason White's been with Green Day as a touring member since like the late 90s, but this time he's in the band. He's in the record. He's on all three of them kind of make up for lost time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of him as an official member? Love it. Love it because right. he can. Billy Joe's a great guitar player, mm-hmm. but like he's also a really good frontman, and yes. he needs to do his frontman thing. And which so, and, if, and we've talked about the live stuff earlier, and you see that a lot. On you the see live. that you see that like, live when they perf- when we're during St. Jimmy. He needs to put down his guitar and, and he needs run to around. run around and run around and jump around. And Jason White can like shred the fuck out of the right. guitar while he's doing that, and that's great. And it especially comes off on the record. So, like, on, like, probably Dose is probably the most heavy. Yes. As far as in- instrumentally, like, mm-hmm. heavy. And you can tell that, like, there's just a lot of noise and it's a lot of guitar. Right. And, like, there's another there's another quote in that, in the documentary where Billy Joe's, like, there's a new, where they talk about, like, there's, like, a little segment of just, like, oh, here's why we brought Jason in. He's The quote is, um, there's a completely different sound on your right speaker. And that's Jason White. Yeah, that's awesome. Which, listening to trilogy songs, um, after listening to, well, we'll talk about Demolitions in a little bit, listening to the, after that, comparing and contrasting, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of distinct in terms of playing sound. I liked him as an official member. I'm glad they had him in on those records. Um, 
Am I upset that he's not an official member anymore? Eh. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think... As long as he's in the band... I don't think they could go out and do a tour without him just because he's been with the band for a while, yeah. But, like, I also understand the fact that, like, Green Day has to be... Or doesn't have to be, but I get that, like, it's... Yeah. Billy Joe, Mike, and Trey. I get that, but it's like... And looking back on when they were first, like, doing press for the trilogy... A lot of press was just Billy, Mike, and Trey. Like, Jason wasn't really involved, so it was kind of weird that they had him as an official member, but, like, interviewers were just like, all right, Billy, Mike, Trey, who the fuck are you? You don't matter. Okay, fine. Um, But, yeah. Does does, uh, Jason not play on uh, Revolution? Oh, I didn't know that. No, he doesn't. I didn't know that. Which kind of bummed me out at first. Um, But he, you know, when I saw them on the Revolution Radio tour, he was... You know, he was right he was there, there with him. He was playing. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, going back to Heart Like a Hand Grenade, he's in, he's in that documentary a lot. A lot, yeah. He's yeah. actually in the studio a couple of times, too. Not, like, laying down stuff, but just, like, listening to shit. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, too. And I don't... There hasn't been a documentary of making 21st Century Breakdown, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved in that, too. No, no. Um, so, yeah. But... I, the trilogy is an interesting time in their career it is it was we we were excited as hell and then and i still I, i'll still go back and listen to them like i haven't said, listened to them in full in years dude uno like uno is an album that like there are songs that i really really love yes like nuclear family i really like stay the night let yourself go let yourself go is oh yeah that song's rusty amazing. james is a really good song so there, there are some songs in there but like and, like, Oh Love isn't a bad song. Nah. Carpe Diem's not a bad song. Yeah. Kill the DJ is actually a really it's actually interesting not a, song. After re-watching Quattro, I actually like Kill the DJ more. Yeah. So there's, there's, that would be my, like, my big thing about the trilogy is, like, there's a lot of stuff I really, really like. Mm-hmm. But there's an equal amount of stuff that I'm just, like, I don't vibe with. I don't vibe with a lot most of that's on dose. I don't <laughs> vibe with most of dose. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I actually really like, um, Oh Jesus. Now I'm going to lose my, there are, there were some, I mean, I got to look it up. Hang on. Stop when the red lights flash is probably oh, in my, in my song. top 10, top 15 green day deep cuts. Yeah. That, that's a great song. And when we saw them live, you know, back when, uh, they like, brought up they when they went back to doing stadiums after billy joe's rehab stint yeah uh, like the show we went to was like the first arena show since he went out of rehab and when they played stop and the red lights flash the audience went nuts oh yeah and it was probably like one of the best moments of that concert well and then there's things like lazy bones lazy bones is really good love that song but then songs like wild one eh. make out party eh. um Lady Cobra. Is I actually really like Lady Cobra. Cobra's the one that fight. I don't like is the one after it. Nightlife. Because they were <sighs> rapping. And like... That was during a phase where all mm. of my favorite bands just decided let's throw rap into the songs. <laughs> I'm like Blink-182. Oh my god, when Blink-182 did Dogs Eating Dogs and Yellow Wolf. Well, actually, no, that worked because Yellow Wolf and Travis Barker are really close. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't work. Well, with, well no, it work. It works better, I, I than, it like works better it. than Green Day having Lady Cobra rap on I 100% this. agree. It's better than it's better. And than she Nightlife. seems like a nice lady. I don't know what she's doing right now, but she seemed nice in the documentary, but when it came to the... When it came to like showing her rap, I'm just like, oh, that's right. That's why I don't like this song that much. Yeah. But then actually, <laughs> Trey is actually pretty 
pretty good. There's every that. time they played X Kid in the in Quattro, I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. This is my favorite song off of Trey. Yeah. Well, and even like Brutal Love, which is like the opening track, I like that. Is a song that like I liked when listening to it, but when they played it live, they closed with it. They did, and it was amazing. It, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So there's a lot to love. Right. Um, just as much as... Oh, like, speaking of ballads, the last thing we can talk about Quattro is when they uh, show the recording of the orchestra on The Forgotten. Is really awesome. Is really cool to see. Yeah. Um, That's a great song, too, actually. It is a great song, even though, uh, twi- well, Twilight didn't necessarily ruin it, but it's on that soundtrack. <laughs> it is but, on that soundtrack. Ugh, God. Um, anyway, so I guess that kind of concludes that segment. I guess now for, I guess the final segment, compilations and greatest hits. We have a fair amount of, well, we have two of each kind of sort of thing we can start with like the the compilations as i like to call them so shenanigans and demolicious yeah let's 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 jump let's jump into shenanigans shenanigans. first um well actually you know did you want to start on demolitions? i don't i don't care well i guess we can quickly talk about demolitions because we've been talking about quattro yeah there's it's you know there's one song that wasn't on the trilogy yeah so demolitions is basically it's almost basically every track is a them a demo version of like songs that are on the trilogy and there's a lot um, of interesting stuff on there's there. a lot of interesting sounding stuff uh and like you said there's one unreleased track uh state of shock which is actually a really good it's song a really good song. um actually i also other than that i did the math there's eight from there's eight tracks from uno four tracks from dose and four tracks from trey on that record yeah um and when i first got it i thought oh wow some of these versions are actually better better um there's one trying to remember what it was little boy named train the demo version is actually it's, a lot yeah, better yeah, than yeah, the one on train that's what i was thinking of and that, you can that one i would prefer to listen to and green day authority can quote me on that motherfucker um, <laughs> but yeah um yeah it, uh baby the demo for baby eyes is actually cool it's good yeah it's really good they're all good just a lot of them are the same yes like i'm pretty sure there's a demo for stay the night on there that's very similar. That's the same song. Well, there's two demos because there's the acoustic version yeah, at the whatever. end, which that doesn't count. But like you said, yeah. But you know what? What is actually really awesome, which I believe opens Demolicious, is 99, 99 Revolutions. Revolutions. It has a different ending. Yeah, which is a song that, like, I, to be completely honest, when I first heard that song, I was like, this sounds exactly the same as everything I've been <laughs> hearing from Green Day. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But then we saw them on tour and they played it. And they opened it with the, it. It was the 99 Revolutions. It was the 99 tour. Revolutions tour and they opened and with it. that song, I live was amazing and yeah. all of a sudden i like started listening to it with a different ear i yeah. don't know like and i i really love that song though. well it's funny when it first came out well it first came out on record store day and it was that kind of it was yeah, a limited yeah. release and then but it became really popular and people were just like hey what if we didn't get this on record store day and green is just like all right we'll put it on itunes yeah and but we actually i think i did we both go on record store day i went on record store day but i don't know because we i did together. i don't think we went together but we both went to the west bend I one think I right went with uh did you I, go with Joe? No. Or no? I went with, uh... With Mitch? With, uh, Steven. <laughs> oh, man. Blast I, from the past. Blast from the past. Steven, uh, Lear was the last drummer we had in our first band. Yeah. Um. I think I went with him, but yeah. We kind of got him into Green Day, too, or one of us did. Yeah, I don't know. Or we both did. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I know we got him into Angels and Airwaves. That's right, we did. I drag you into that fandom. We'll get to that another time. Hey, I actually, <laughs> to be fair, if it weren't for you, I would never have discovered I Empire. Oh God! Um, but that's a that's whole other a thing. Um, so yeah, th- uh, what? Going back to State of Shock, what album do you think that would have been on? Who oh, no. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I kind of think the same way, although I wouldn't have been surprised if it was on Trey. No, one of those two. Definitely not Dose. Not Dose. But um, one of those two. I, I, I would I would think Uno. It just sounds like it would be It sounds like an Uno there. song, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. But, but Uno's got more of like a... The way that I look at it, Uno is like a good continuation from 21st in American Idiot. It's got like a more like older green day like sound but while mm-hmm. keeping in like the straw the song structure and everything of 21st century breakdown american idiot yeah but a, a bit more upbeat but still very melodical and yeah blah 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 blah, blah. uh-huh whereas dose is just pure grunge and well they quote i think they it's not in the it's not in quattro but they quoted in several interviews that dose is the second foxborough hot tubs record yeah oh which is what i was gonna say before which right is like, which is the side product i like they foxborough did. hot tubs i love that i like album. it um but don't love all of dose but right but then trey is very like it's a lot more melodical yeah it's uno's thing. cousin yeah. It's not directly related. So, which is why I feel like State of Shock yeah. would definitely fit better yeah. on Uno. Uh, that's one thing I forgot to talk about um, in Quattro is that there's segments where they're deciding which songs go on which. That's and it's And it's weird because at one point, like, Kill the DJ would have been on Trey, uh, or Fuck Time would have been on Trey. Yeah, you um, can see that. That's, yeah, they have Drama that. Queen would have been on, Ugh, I don't like on Dose. I don't like that song either. But, like, it's interesting to see where all those songs might have been might have been and would have been so goddamn weird yeah um that is a cool moment yeah um so yeah i just kind of wanted to touch on state of shock and get your opinion on that yeah uh the other compilation that we have is shenanigans which which is it is amazing and i re-listened to it this morning for the first time in a while uh for those of you that do not know uh, and you guys are fucking noobs if you don't know. Uh, <laughs> Shenanigans is the is their B sides record. Yeah, from it's a bunch of B sides, uh, whether it be album B sides or single B sides. Came out after Warning, right? It came out in two thousand two, and it's yeah. basically every song from like every B side from the Dookie era to the Warning era. Um, and yeah, this, like I said, the songs are either from singles or Which from you like can tell while listening to it. That there are songs from different yes, albums yes. on there. Like, all the all the Nimrod B-sides, you can tell. Yeah. Like, you can tell that Desensitized was a Nimrod <sighs> B-side. But Desensitized is so good. It, yeah. The, so here's the <coughs> thing about Shenanigans. It's so good as a whole piece. Mm-hmm. But there are single songs that I would never listen to just to be like, oh, I want to throw on yep. that Green Day song. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as a whole piece, great. But, like... I will just have the urge to listen to Suffocate. Yes. And which is a killer I will listen to track. Suffocate and Desensitize back to back. Which is a killer opening track. But then You Lied. It's good. I actually like it's it. It's a good song. I like yeah. it, but it's not I don't think to myself, I want to throw on You Lied. Well, you know but, my you know my least favorite track on there. Right? Yes, I do. We'll get to that. <laughs> I'm going through the track list. All right, let's go through the track. List. And then Outsider <laughs> is a is a cover by the Ramones. Yes. Uh but it's a great cover. It's like it's, an '80s Ramon song too, yeah. which is like not what a lot. Yeah, it's a great song. Like, yeah, it's and it's they do a good job covering it. But then again, it's like don't want to fall in love. You can tell. That you can tell that it was just Dookie. like yeah. You can tell and it was cut from. Du- you can tell that it was like recorded during Dookie, and you can tell why they left it off too. Because it's not that great. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not bad. It's yeah. just like 
And then espionage. espionage. I don't give a shit. Oh, I like espionage. I don't care. And then it's I from Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah, I know it's. I know, <laughs> like it's from Austin Powers or whatever. But yeah. And then um, same with I want to be on TV. It's just like the whole middle section there. For that that stretch, don't want to fall in love, espionage. I want to be on TV, like just. I like. I don't want to be on TV though. It's fine. It's just. It's a lot more grungier and uh, than I would have. Well, it's a fa- it's a cover by this old punk band called Fang. Did not know that. Uh, and so that was probably recorded during oh, the Insomniac. Me. Yeah, that oh, was probably recorded me. recorded during the Insomniac uh, sessions. It appears to be it was a. Uh, Japanese editions of Insomniac. Okay, that does not shock me. But then Scumbag is really that good. Song, and Mike Dirt wrote that song. Did he? That's what I'm oh, looking at. All right. Written by Mike Dirt. Okay. Um, and it was also on the American Pie 2 soundtrack. That I did not know. <laughs> I actually haven't seen American Pie 2. Um, Tired of Waiting for You is fine. There's a Kinks cover and it's really good. Yeah, and then... But Sick, Sick of, of Me, me is, is so good. It is really amazing. It's so good. Yeah. And then Rotting is amazing. You don't like that song. I don't like that song, dude. You don't like that song. I actually don't. Well, actually, I, it's funny. I re-listened to the album. I re-listened to the album in full this morning, uh, yeah. and I made myself not skip rotting because I was just like, all right, maybe I'll because uh, I know you're gonna fucking talk about it. Um, it's a good song. Musically, it's not bad. I just can't get over the little twinkly like. Doo, 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 doo. It's just like, like the opening of the song. Like yeah, the... or like, well, it's throughout the song, and also like I, Billy Joe's voice is like very low and it's i mean it's interesting you don't really hear him go that way but it's yeah. just like eh. i don't need it's one of those songs where it's like i don't need to listen to it sure you know yeah same with um i don't know if it's the next what's the next track after that uh do da da actually why because that that's, i can that's... tell why that was left off but I, i'm all right with well it. that was the original version of uh stuck with what is it stuck with me or was it well, the lyric in the song is... Oh, well, that doesn't mean... No, that's what... It was supposed to be, uh, like... Let me look. Uh, it sounds like an Insomniac B-side, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. Insomniac B-side, original version of... Really? Stuck With Me, and oh, okay. the song. Sure. I prefer Stuck With Me. Oh, yeah. I prefer Stuck With Me but a dude, thousand not, times more. It's a good song. Um, and then On The Wagon... That's not a song. That's a song I don't really need to listen to. On The to. Wagon, I agree. Yeah. But then Ha Ha, You're Dead? Which is the, which is the new song on there. I like it. I actually really like it. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. I have the vi- I I got shenanigans on vinyl for oh, like that's awesome. for however many dollars, and um, it wasn't cheap. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but on the there's a sticker that came with it. It's on my laptop. It's actually if you can see it on my laptop right now. Uh, yeah, Greenish Shenanigans includes uh pre- pre- previously unreleased. Ha ha, just ha ha, not ha ha. You're dead. Just. <laughs> Uh, probably because they didn't want a title they probably didn't want the whole title being on an album yeah because well same thing with like fuck time or awesome as well fun. yeah I, I, yeah because those are censored but that's a whole other different thing uh there's actually one track that we're forgetting about that's not on the album dui dui have hey, you listened to it i've listened to it okay i don't have it on my um itunes anymore um since i got my new yeah itunes um mm-hmm. but i've heard it it's fine yeah don't really care about it i i I see i i also but at the same time i understand why it's cut because you know it basically promotes drunk driving yeah yeah. and green day did like a fan q a thing like a while ago like easily 10 years ago where they're looking on like the idiot fan the idiot club well now it's idiot nation but at the time it was the idiot club 
um, and they're just like there's a video of them looking through questions and one of the questions was why was DUI cut off shenanigans and Billy Joe's like I like your responsibility but not too much your responsibility yeah and I don't know if Trey wrote it I know he sings on it it seems but like you a can very definitely type of song. it is a very Trey type of song and you can tell why it was cut because look if you listen to the lyrics you know the song starts off with let's go drunk let's get drunk and go out driving yeah. um so yeah and I, i'm kind of with you on that it's fine yeah um it's funny because on like uh i think the vinyl NC release has this it has dui in the track listing but it has it spray painted out that's cool which is really cool that's awesome um and it's on a couple of like uh it was on a couple of copies sent to like the press or yeah whatever. the bonus editions yeah. or whatever yeah um so yeah so in short shenanigans really like I, I i like it yeah I, I i keep it in my rotation when i'm when i go through green day yeah and i run through their albums i keep it in the rotation mm-hmm. i don't cut it out i kind of think of it as an album like i i've never yeah really i don't think of it when i when i originally got into them i was just i never really didn't think about it it's, as an it's album. A, yeah i didn't think about it as a b-sides record at first and then you know i mean i knew it was a b-sides record but like you said like it flows very well as a whole yeah um so yeah speaking of uh songs flowing Ugh. we'll go into if we're if we're going to talk about international super hits we are going to talk about international super oh hits oh my god so this was the first like big compilation the big greatest hits record yeah. if you will yeah uh it features all the singles from dookie to warning uh in the booklet there's a little uh they do a little collage of like the album covers of those records it's yeah, really yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, among other zany uh, band member photos. Sure. It has the lyrics to the songs in the greatest hits record, which you don't really get in a lot of. Sure. Um, so it has the singles and then it also has three Billy Joe. Yeah. It has three unreleased songs. Well, not unreleased. Well, two of them are new Maria and pop rocks and Coke, but it also has Jason Andrew Relva, which was on a movie soundtrack. It was on the soundtrack to this movie called Angus, which I actually just learned more context about a couple days ago. It's, yeah. but I, I I don't care to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. but yeah. So uh, it starts. Yeah, like you said, it starts off with a little interview from when Billy, Billy Joe lo- got got interviewed after recording his debut single, and it goes right into Maria. It's so good. Maria is such a fantastic song. I kind of wish they included it on Bullet in a Bible. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. Pop Rocks and Coke. I love that song. I actually, yeah, that was like I heard that before I even knew International Super Hits existed. Um. Honestly, like I'm looking at my phone right now, I only have those songs right from that album. Right, because you phone. don't because you don't need to he- have, save the singles. Yeah, no, I mean, like I know all those songs, but like, right. But the fact that I love the fact that those there are new songs, yeah. on that album, mm-hmm. and that there are and that they're a lot better than a lot of warning songs. But, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> like honestly, warning. There's like four songs I like, if that. There's actually a fair amount of warning songs I actually like, but it's just a lot of it I don't jam out to often. Like, I don't really even like the song Warning. I like it. It's fun. It's not my favorite. But, like, I think wait, I, like I think Fashion Victim. I think Waiting is the superior single of oh, all the... Oh, well, and 100%. Minority, I get. Well, waiting, waiting more so than Minority, if I can make a bold statement. No, I, I prefer uh, minor, or, uh, Waiting. One of my favorite music videos ever, where they're playing in the house and yeah. it's getting trashed. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and, and like I said earlier, it's basically like the singles of those albums in release order, which from being a music connoisseur for a while, like I, I tend to gravitate more towards greatest hits records 
that aren't basically like the singles in release order. Um, however, it works because the singles were released at like different times. Cause like sometimes bands will release singles, um, like in the order that they're on the album. Like I can't think of any like examples off the top of my head, but you'll see band where it's just like, Oh yeah, we'll release the first three songs off the album as a single and you'll, we'll never play the other nine. Yeah. Ever. Um, so I guess kind of, I guess kind of, give me your thoughts on like the order of this. I like it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't mind the release order. Um, I'm glad that they have all the ins- the singles off of Insomniac because, yeah, as, as you know, and as a lot of people know, that's my favorite album. Yeah, um, it has a lot. The singles on it are, or some of them are, stuck with me being one of them. Some people forget stuck with me was a single. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I I like having the the different sounds from yeah. over those years on there um because i mean dookie is obviously a very specific sound and the, but the the singles on dookie are mm. kind of the more mainstream yeah sounding songs whereas like the singles off insomniac are they, just they're just hardcore pound like, after pound after yeah. pound after pound there's not one bad song off that record no. um and you know this um, and then the sing, you know, off of Nimrod. I mean, there's like 18 songs on Nimrod. There are 18 songs, yeah. and a lot of them are really good. Yes, are really. It's my favorite Greendale. That's my third, or no, fourth, fourth favorite behind Dookie, American Idiot, and Insomniac. Um, and then the warning singles they have at the end are like, okay, you kind of expect that because that's the album that came out before International Super Hits. Yeah. Um, and like. It's fine. But it's nice that they have Maria and Pop Rocks and Coke. Yes, it is nice that they have those. First. Yes, it's nice they have those first. And, and it's nice that they have Jason. It's nice that they have J.A.R. After in, the Insomniac stuff, right? Or is it after? After, uh, after the Dookie stuff, right before Insomniac. Okay. Because. Yeah, and, it's track eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to start off opinions on the next compli- the next greatest hits album they released. I've never listened to the whole thing. What? Of god's favorite band i've only listened to the i have back in the usa mm, well yeah here we'll we'll, so we'll jump into the next one so god's favorite bands the current greatest hits record they have out um it has 22 tracks 22 tracks which is very extensive considering well not it's every single isn't it well it's every single they've ever done don't get ahead of me it's not every single they've ever done it's it has singles from like the kerplunk era all the way up to revolution radio uh, the only Kerplunk song, though, I think is like 2,000 Light Years Away, which I don't think Kerplunk had another single besides that. Yeah. Um, it already includes songs that were on international super hits. It has, I think, all the Dookie songs. Like, Yeah, so I'm wh- looking at it right now. It's got Longview, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case, When I Come Around, She is from Dookie. Those are all the singles off that album. Yeah. And then... Brain Stew is the only Insomniac single, which they don't even include Jaded in that, oh, which, which pisses me off. Yeah, they don't have. You would think they would. You think they have Brainstew and Jaded as one track if they wanted to differentiate themselves. What are the other songs? Geek Stink Breath. Geek Stink Breath stuck with me. Walking Contradiction. Oh yeah, I love that song. Which I love that Walking Contradiction music video. Yeah, that music video is amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but then you have Hitch and Ride, Good Riddance. That's the end of the Nimrod stuff. Minority Warning. That's the end of the Warning or Waiting. Warning. What? They don't have Waiting on there? No, it's just Warning. What the fuck? Okay, yeah. c- continue. American Idiot, Holiday, Boulevard, Wake Me Up. Okay, so basically all the American Idiot singles. Know Your Enemy, 21 Guns. Okay, so the big two 21st Century Breakdown singles. What were the other ones? Uh, East Jesus. G- yeah, East Jesus Nowhere. Last of the American Girls was like the final one. 
That's a good song. It is a really good song. I think those are it. East Jesus Nowhere was. The same East one. Jesus Nowhere was one. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a good song as well. And, and then, then Oh Love. Which is the only trilogy song, which, like, I guess I'm okay with, but, like, you, if, if you're, well, well, you're going to represent... the single they did. Yeah, but it. if you're going to represent the trilogy, trilogy, you should at least have the big three singles off of each record. So, Oh Love, uh, that's fine. The Forgotten and... You don't think 99 Straight Revolutions? Straight Heart. I don't know. They could have had 99 Revolutions. Yeah. We'll get into more complaints about this in a second, but and okay. Then, uh, bang, bang, bang Bang and Still Breathing, which are, like, the two big ones off of... They're both so good. They, they are both really good. They're both good songs. Um, Ordinary World. Which is the new version with Miranda Lambert, which I actually like. I have not heard it. It's... I cannot speak to it, but the original version of Ordinary World... Is really good. Is this how new, I got Maggie. This new version... Really? <laughs> it's that song. Are you serious? Well, I mean, she... It's, an, it's on, the, on the album, it's an acoustic him. Yeah, it's just him and... Jamming. And yeah. It's, it's great. And she it heard good. it and was like... <gasps> And now she yeah, that album. and I like that song too. She also loves still breathing. The duet version is actually really good, and um, and if you remember Billy Joe and Nora Jones's uh, like Everly Brothers record, like the harmonies. I heard some of it. I didn't their to harmonies, it. their voices match very well, and the harmonies are really good. It's kind of like that, just with Miranda Lambert. Okay, and it's all right. Uh, and then yeah, the new track back in the USA, which has the the music video, right? I've not seen it. It's if I remember right. It's not their best music video, but it's 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 good for one watch. I like it's a the, nice song too, so it's like I like the um, cover of the album. It's probably the only thing I like about that album. <laughs> and here and here is why. Here is I'm gonna get on a fucking soapbox for a little bit, so forgive That's me. Fine. So I have I've literally the only thing that I've I knew there was a new song on it. I downloaded, I bought the new song, <laughs> yeah. and that was it. Right. So it's yeah. like, I've heard it, so, and I've heard that song maybe three times I've right. listened to it. So, maybe. So the, the, it, I do like the title because, I like the title and I like the cover, and the title comes from, uh, and we'll get to more about this in a second. So Green Day was on the Late Show with Colbert, performing Still Breathing, and they had you know, sometimes Stephen Colbert has, like, you know, animated God, like, come out and, like, talk about a bunch of stuff. And it's really funny. And so, like, but while Stephen's introducing Green Day, God shows up and he's like, hey, do you mind if I introduce this band? And Stephen's like, okay, sure. And then God's like, and now performing Still Breathing off of Revolution Radio, God's favorite band, Green Day. That's where that comes from. Oh, I didn't know that. And the cool thing, the cool thing about that performance is, like, Right when I've the, seen that performance. When they right. say that, when they say that, you you can see Billy and Mike just geeking out. We're just like, yes, you know, <laughs> and that's and that's a really cool moment. Um, for those deep cuts, for those deep those deep cut fans, God's favorite band comes from Bullet in a Bible, where oh. there's the segment where they're all backstage is right before Brain Stew. I'll never forget it, or it'll never leave my memory. It's right before Brain Stew, where they're all like backstage about to go on. There, Trey's like. This is a place of worship. This oh, is a holy place. Right. Mike shouts, "Why are there no clouds in the sky?" Trey goes, "Because God wants to watch his favorite band That's again," right. yeah. and that is one of the top five moments of that DVD. Um, I about that. So wow. yeah. Um, so shortly after the Colbert performance, I think shortly after this compli- this greatest hits record gets announced, it kind of came out of nowhere too. It came out of nowhere. People were just like, "Oh shit, we weren't expecting." a second greatest hits record. And if we were, we were going to get international super hits volume two or anything yeah. like that. And that is exactly not what this greatest hits record is. No. And I would have much rather had international super hits two instead of God's favorite band. And I will tell you why not because of the fact that there's singles already on international super hits. We don't need those on a greatest hits record anymore. 
Yeah. We honestly don't. Um, but I mean, when you I would have rather had all of the singles from the American Idiot record into 21st, maybe feature like a couple of trilogy songs. If you want to put some Revolution Radio songs in there, fine. You don't have to. But like, it just, this was the first Grainy release where it's just like, I don't need to own this. No, but think about it. And, and I've never. Think about it like your Green Day in the sense that, like, okay, you had this era of Dookie through warning yes and you put out this greatest hit song right and that's an then all of a sudden hits. your your band kind of changes and yeah. you become american idiot 21st century breakdown this trilogy revolution radio and you're kind of now you're not synonymous with dookie anymore right you're synonymous with american idiot yeah so you need to have a an album with yeah those songs on them but at the same time you want to get your old music out, so you need to appeal to those people who are... Like, I don't agree, but I get it. Right. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, too, but, like, I feel like God's Favorite Band is the closest thing, and, like, they've been they've probably been accused of this, or maybe not, I have no idea. God's Favorite Band is probably the closest thing Green Day's ever come to a cash grab. Oh, yeah. And and that hurts me to say that as a yeah. diehard Green Day fan, but, yeah. like, like I pointed out... I don't. I don't need God's favorite. I don't need that greatest hits record in my I collection. Just a single. Yeah, I would have preferred, or maybe like a deluxe edition of Revolution Radio, where they have that single on in the new yeah. duet, or like, you know, just like a couple of like B sides, or like I. But would you have gotten it if it was just the American Idiot Twenty First Century Breakdown? Because I still wouldn't have. I. You know, it's funny, and I didn't think about this until you just pointed it out. Because it would have been like, what, I probably, tracks? Well, no, it probably would have been 15 or 20. Yeah. 20? Well, okay. 20 tracks! Well, nine from, there between American Indian and 21st, there's like nine singles. Okay. And depending on how they want to splice up the trilogy, if they wanted to, you know, put so like... three songs. Two, two say, or three songs from each. So like 15. I would have been okay with that. Would I have gotten it? Eh, it still would have been cooler than God's favorite band, though. Yeah, just because like, eh. yeah. Especially, especially when you put all the Dookie singles when they're already on, when they're already on international super hits. Put that aside. When you're putting all of the Dookie singles and only like, it's it's basically like going back full circle, Green Day rock band where they have all of Dookie, all of American Idiot. Yeah. All twenty first and only like a sprinkling of like the middle the years. Middle stuff, yeah. Which some of the middle year stuff is really it's good. Some of the best. Yeah. Right? Um Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'd be repeating myself if I keep saying that God's favorite band we is something I didn't is something we that did, I don't we need. need. We no, didn't we need didn't need it. it. No, we didn't need it. No. I don't um, agree with that. But I, I will, I will say that the title and the cover are probably like the best thing on. Yeah, it's 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 good, especially on the front album cover where like all the basically all the records are represented. Is it really? Yeah, there's Is like there's I've a kerplunk, there's like a kerplunk flower. The oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 the I mean the heart obviously from American Idiot. Uh, the Nimrod circle. I mean, it has like yeah. The all those Uno, things. I just noticed that the twenty first century. Oh yeah, does it have the Uno face on it? It does. Have it does the have the Uno, Uno face, face on it. On yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like the revolution radio thing is on there. Does it? Is it? Yeah. It's like right in between their heads there. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And then the, uh, well, there's a couple American idiot things on here. Cause there's, Are the, there? there's the heart, like the hand grenade and there's the little 
Well, well the little thing. lightning guy is actually from Warning at first. Oh, is it really? But I they continued it on to the American Idiot. I thing. thought, yeah, because, okay. I thought it originated there. No, I th- if I remember right, it was well, it was the that that circle guy with lightning bolt getting struck is off the Warning single cover. Possibly. I think. Probably. I don't, You're probably prob- right. I probably am. You right. would know better than <laughs> <I would. laughs> Um Yeah. So I guess that. Fuck, this is going to be one of the longer episodes we've done. But this was really fun. So I guess that kind of completes it. Well, I guess let's leave it off with this. What do you think is next for Green Day? Well, it's hard to say because honestly, I didn't know that Revolution Radio was going to be a thing. And if they do, like, if they keep. Well, I want to keep the. I want them to keep going until they can't, which they've oh, said would, on multiple occasions they're going to do that. I would love that too. Um, but if they're going to keep going, it needs to be more Revolution Radio and less American Idiot Twenty First Century Radio. Okay, unfortunately. Well, I because think, I like American well, Idiot. Well, I that's like one of the. But Revolution Radio was like Revolution Radio was actually the first like solid non-concept record. It was, and it was great. Yeah. And while they still... The trilogy stuff was like the first non-concept stuff since Warning, but like Revolution Radio is probably the most solid non-concept record. But, and they, they channeled some of the concept stuff, like Somewhere Now and Forever Now, obviously yeah. share some... Uh, right, some but like that's the only... Th- that's the only thing that you get. But like just looking at the track list of that album, Bang Bang, Revolution Radio, Say Goodbye, That's probably Outlaws, the best. That's Down. probably the best title. Revolution Radio is probably the best title track they've had since American Idiot 2. Oh, yeah. And then bouncing Easily. off the wall. Eh. I oh I like that song. Meh. Still breathing. Young blood. Too dumb to too die. Too dumb to die is it's the best so fucking song on that album. And look, Don't honestly, me, the the only songs that I'm just kind of like meh about is probably Troubled Times, but it's still a good. I song. like Troubled Times. It's still a good mm. song. So it's like if they keep channeling that type of energy into another album, like I would love. I, that. I, I'd be excited. But if if tomorrow Green Day comes out and announces they've got this album coming out in july and it's a 20 track oh, concept yeah american idiot 2 i'd just be like what are you doing like right. i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't care right no i would much I rather have it than continue to just just, just make yeah. a record make well, song like well what i want next from green day i feel like what we should have gotten instead of god's favorite band was another live record yeah, I'd be fine with that too. Because it sounds like, as of right now, Green Day is not really doing anything this year. Because Billy Joe has that long shot project. Which have you listened to that? I have not. It's like light Foxborough hot tubs. Yeah, it's like garage rock, and it's fine. There's yeah. good stuff on it, but like I feel like that's going to be Billy Joe's focus for the rest of the year until unless Green Day like pulls a Be- just Beyonce's a record and doesn't tell anybody and is just like, oh hey, November this album's Here's coming out. Album Here's an album. Well, I mean, they up. kind of. More or less did that with Revolution Radio because I remember. Well, yeah, they didn't bang, tell. They bang, didn't bang tell anybody. Up. I remember Bang Bang the single was released on my birthday that year. It was 2016. It was in it was August 12th. <laughs> That's right. And I remember because, or it was either on my birthday or the day before my birthday because yeah. I just remember like figuring, like seeing it pop up they on were, my yeah. phone mm-hmm. on my birthday and downloading it and listening to it. And then the album came out two months later. It came out in October. So it was right, like, yeah, yeah. so it was like a two month promotional thing. Yeah. Um, so Which like, we, if they did that again, I wouldn't complain. No. I, I, but like I said, I feel like what Green Day should release. Now I'd be interested to see if they release an, another live record. I would be down with the revolution radio songs on it. Because when I went to see them on the revolution radio tour, yeah, those songs sounded great live. Yeah, I haven't heard any of them live. So. They bang, uh, bang, bang, and the title track, 
and they even they like ended the main set with forever now and that yeah. was re- that was really good i'm sure they played still breathing yes they played still breathing um they played young blood which i was just like eh. That's a song that I don't really. I don't really. Eh, young blood. I mean, I mean, young young bloods. Young blood is about Billy Joe's wife, and so I can't really complain about it. Um, sure you can. Eh. Well, it's not. It's. She that, said, "Fuck you, I'm from I like land. that line though. Yeah. Um. But that and bouncing off the walls were like the tracks off Revolution Radio that I didn't really need. Sure. Um. They had to make it twelve tracks long. Yeah. Well, they could they could have had it at ten. <laughs> Forever Now is like six and a half minutes. I know. I just like, if a band puts out an album with like 10 tracks, I'm like, come on, let's fucking go. Like, well, like no. write a couple more songs. Yeah, I get you. Let's go. Yeah. Like, um, I don't care. Yeah, I guess that's really all the Green Day that I have to talk. Well, actually, well, real quick, I didn't take a lot of notes on it because I didn't rewatch it. Did you see the documentary about Bro- of uh, the American Idiot Musical? No. Okay. Because you should, because it's really good. It's called Broadway Idiot. Yeah, I've I've heard of it. Yeah. I've 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 watched clips of the musical, so like I've heard right. the album. But that the... yeah, but that DV that documentary is basically about like the making of the music video, like the first inception of it. Yeah, like and it focuses a lot on Billy Joe's involvement in the theater because he was too. in the original production. Wasn't he it? was in. He did a run. He did a Broadway Broadway run. Not long after the musical premiered. Okay, so he wasn't um, in the original production. Technically, like... no, but he played. You know, he played Saint Jimmy. Like, yeah. Shortly after. Yeah. I say give that documentary a sh- like a chance because that's yeah. it's a it's really good. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. I think that's how I watched it the first time. Um. And yeah. Yeah. You can check it out. Yeah. You have to watch. Totally should. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess that. Kind of concludes this first ever rambling episode. Tim, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I guess if you want to take time, like a little bit of time to promote um, your YouTube channel and stuff you have going on. Yeah, life. I mean, it's just uh, Tim Loves Movies on YouTube. It's just on YouTube, right? That's the only... Where the videos and stuff, and then I post them on my Twitter. Um, okay, sure. But yeah, no, no Facebook or anything like that. But yeah, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tim Loves Movies. If you want to see pictures of my dog, yeah, um, <laughs> that's where I get a lot of those. Yeah. So, um, and then also, uh, yeah, YouTube Tim Loves Movies, and then um, mm-hmm. there's this cool little app I've been using called Stardust. If you what is use. that? Because I so just basic- saw your posts about that. Yeah, it's basically just like. Um, you can post 30 second reactions to any TV or movie. Okay. Um, so it's like a nice way for like, if there's a movie that like I saw that like, I don't really need to like do a review on. Like I had time to kill and I went and saw book club. It's a movie about old ladies reading. Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. I'm Wait, not gonna, what? Yep. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and film a review on it, but I did a Stardust review. It's 30 seconds long. It's just me holding okay. my phone doing a review are there any uh movies that you're excited to review coming up yeah um well i actually have already seen the incredibles 2 you have um oh we're so, talking about that after this i hope yes, you know that i can't say well don't don't tell me anything about it yeah. but just give me your opinion a- after this thing sure. shuts yeah. off I, I can't yeah i'm not allowed to do a review yet but um, well obviously not yeah. as soon as the embargo lifts on the movie i'm allowed to say something okay so. sure um so, like, I'm excited to review that and talk about it because I saw it back in February and I haven't been able to see it. You've seen it. the sequel? Yeah. In February? Yeah. 
how the fuck? Okay, I guess it pays to be in a movie theater. <laughs> so I, I guess it pays to work in a movie theater. Yeah, so I haven't been able to say anything for months. So you probably saw, well, no, you probably saw Last Jedi, like. I saw, La- no, 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 it, the, Incred- the Incredibles thing was a special, it was. Oh, was it? I finagled my way into that. Okay, but, that's, but, that's uh, besides the, the point. the Last Jedi, uh, I saw, like, two days early, Infinity War, we saw, like, a day early. Day early, so okay, it's like, sure. Sometimes I get to see stuff early, most of the time. Not so much, but um, okay. But yeah, I'm excited to review Incredibles. I'm excited um, for Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, it's gonna be good. There are a couple that I'm really looking forward to, but um, surprisingly enough, most of the ones that I was like really, really looking forward to have already come have out. already come out. Yeah, like Infinity War, um, like Deadpool two. Yeah. Well, I liked it. Well, you can check you can check out Tim's review yeah, you on can that. Check my review there. Yeah. Um, you could also you did a solo review too, yep. right? You yep. did. Okay, I was thinking about that on my way over. Yes, I did. And like I saw, I saw that last weekend, two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, no harm, no foul. Yeah. So. But yeah, you can check me out on YouTube. Tim mm-hmm. loves movies. Um, got all my movie reviews, Blu-ray reviews. Oh, yeah, that's right, you do Blu-ray reviews, too. Every now and then. Okay. Used sure. to do them more often, but now it's, if I have the time, um, because I'm looking I watch, at your wall right now. Yeah, yeah. I watch so many of them that yeah. it's hard to keep up, but, um, yeah, when I get a chance, I try to review them. Sure. For important ones. All right, but yeah, and thank you again so much for your time. Yeah. Uh, this was a lot of fun, uh, and uh, I suck at ending episodes. Just kidding. We're going to end it right here. Uh, <laughs> thanks again to uh, my friend Tim Burkala for sitting down and talking with me about Green Day for uh, about an hour or so. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best of luck and success with everything in his life from you know his uh, upcoming marriage to his uh, movie review channel, which again, you can check it out on YouTube. Just search Tim Loves Movies and you can find it there. Uh, and this episode, we are going to close out with a track from the band Knavery. They're a, they are a uh, up-and-coming uh, pop-punk band from Ohio. They just put out their debut EP. I really love this title, Did You Eat Your Noodles, Bud? Uh, I'm not kidding. That's the name of their EP. Uh, it's really cool. You should check it out. And the track we're going to feature is called 5517. I'm Eddie Aaron Hurster, and I will see you guys next time. <laughs>
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.